So Alyssa, where are we? Um, we are at a like park trail parking lot, I guess, um, near a teeny tiny amphitheater. <laughs> yes. There's one in the, the teeny tiny park. Yes. Why are we here, Shannon? We're here because at that amphitheater, we would love to see something be performed someday mm -hmm. when things are possible again. I looked into having my wedding there. I don't know if I did. You really? that. Yeah, I, know. I, I, tried, I thought about it, but... Your wedding was too big to have. It was too big. <laughs> that was part of the problem. It was like, guest list? Nope, can't have that. And also, apparently, if you have anything there, you have to hire security. Oh, really? Which, weird. That was very surprising to me. But yeah, because hmm. of where it is, you have to hire security just to make sure people don't get dumb. I guess uh, there's houses really close to there. the park, so that's fair. But Interesting. That was, yeah, confusing to me. But Good to eventually, know for the future. like a, just a poetry reading or something. Yeah. Maybe an impromptu one, quote unquote, so that you don't have to worry about <laughs> event security. coordination and security. Now that's wild. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Maybe they've changed the rules, but I doubt it. So, um, I feel stressed. This year that we're about to talk about is like <laughs> my, it triggers my flight or fight. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, same. We'll skip those shows. <laughs> we'll, we'll skip all of those. It was the shows. It was the year at large. Um, yeah. It was the beginning of our trauma bonding. Yeah. <laughs> it's truly yeah. a terrible year. It's very close. Uh-huh. I feel like it was the last vestiges of where we could pretend that we didn't know there was a problem. Yeah. It was the beginning of this yeah, year. Definitely. I think by the time that we hit the springtime of this year, it was like um, Persephone on her way to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like still a little spring in our step, but we, yeah. we know we know it's bad. Yeah. Um, and like she's bad. going to the underworld, but she's taking her sweet time to yeah, get there. And exactly. it would be another full year before we fully made it all the way down. But yeah, I think this year just like, oof. And I picked it. I don't know why. I don't know either. <laughs> there was good stuff in it. Yeah. It was definitely good stuff. Should yeah. we start with the good stuff? Sure. Okay. Um, we had a couple favorites in here. Yeah. Do you want to. Well, you drug me to this in the freezing cold. I, I think it was February, oh it December. It was so cold. No, it was uh, it was December. Yeah, it was. I think there was snow on the ground. Yeah, it was very cold. Which it was cold. Was weird for Kentucky. This is also weird. There's snow on the ground. It is the first day of December, which is why, if it sounds Ooh. weird, we are sitting in our cars because holy crap, is it cold? <laughs> yes, we are wow. sitting in our cars. True. Back to the true parking lot. We've been yes. in the parkish yes. for like a couple of weeks, park so that's nice. Right, a little different. Um, so I think you should talk about this first because I probably would not have gone if it weren't for you and I would still hate myself to this day because this is my favorite show that I've seen so good. in a long time. I don't, yeah, I think we all had relatively low expectations going in because yeah. we've seen so many bad Austin interpretations um, and so many exhausting Austin interpretations. But, and uh, with college performances, we talked about the institution we attended having some, like, Really good and really bad. Mm -hmm. So it hard to say when you're going into it. Which, um, to be fair, just about college, like that's how it should be. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want anyone to think that like I hated my theatrical experience in, is in college. I did and I didn't. Yeah. But like, 
it should be that they're doing things that you hate <laughs> and things that you love and things that you can't make up your mind about. And some of it's going to be bad because some of it is that's that's learning. Yeah. Like if it's yeah. if some of it's not bad, if some of the parts are not played badly, then nobody's being stretched. Yes. Or having to try. So I don't know. There yeah, it was a really good production pretty much the whole way around. Mm -hmm. Like they just they picked a good script which eventually I would love to see performed again. Was that one that was stuck in the college track, like we couldn't get rights yeah. or something? I have been trying to get the rights to this script to perform it somewhere since we saw it. Yeah. And um, it keeps being kind of elusive. The first couple of years it was stuck in college track, community theaters weren't really doing it, mm -hmm. which is totally understandable. Um, it's really good for that type of setting. And then... Um, <laughs> this past summer, when I was supposed to be directing Pride and Prejudice, uh, the initial, the way I got to Pride and Prejudice was just, like, the sixth degree of separation from what I wanted to direct, which was this specific version yeah. of Sense and Sensibility. Um, but it wasn't available. Someone else was supposed to be directing it this summer, uh, close. So mm. just, like, the way that the rights are, you can't so weird do it at the same time as someone else in your region so i can't remember who was supposed to do it they clearly did not either yeah. um so maybe i can beat them to the punch the there next you go sneak <laughs> um but yeah i yeah i've been trying to get the rights forever it's so good and the production like i don't even really remember a ton about the acting i was so mesmerized by how quick the playwriting was and smart that i was like um, anyone could have been performing it, I yeah. think, and I would have been, like, exactly as enthralled as I was watching those people who were talented, people, like, professionals, super talented people could have been performing it, and I think I would have felt the exact same way as if, like, five-year-olds were doing it. Yeah. It was so good. We've talked a lot about, um, staging issues or over or under production of stuff, and this is one of the... It was just really carefully staged. Like, the things that were there were completely necessary. And they had more than I, if I had just been reading the script, I think I personally would have done. Because mm -hmm. I own the script now. And just, like, even what the script calls for, they had a little bit more. Which I usually gets me, like, frustrated. But right. they used everything so well. And, like, they had a ton of set pieces and a ton of props. And it looked like a complete world, but it was also strangely minimal because they kept reusing things. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. Do you remember the carriage scene? That was my favorite part. I'm trying to remember. I have this vague memory of some of the actors being horses. And yes. that's, that's the only part that I remember from that segment. But I, I remember it was amazing. And it was just like chairs. Some were slightly more elevated than others. But the biggest thing, which this is a vestige... Um, I saw this first done on stage when I was in high school. We saw Tom Sawyer. Hmm. And a lot of Tom Sawyer, I think there were only, like, five or so actors. They had a ton of puppets. And so, like, in the church scenes, there would be one person per pew, but they would be operating, like, seven puppets. Huh. Which was really cool. Um, and got rid of some, like, you know, superfluous characters that they didn't really need. Yeah. But... Um, it was the first time that I saw someone do, like, really well, 
the like miming like oh we're on a roller coaster in a car or something mm. where it didn't it didn't distract you where they're like from, bouncing like, up and down yes. like in music man or whatever yeah. yeah and it was like not i don't know it was done really really well and they did it really really well in sense and sensibility where like it was humorous if you watched it for the physical humor but you could also watch it for the content of what they were saying and not be like distracted. Yeah. It was really nice. I loved the um just the ensemble parts of it. Mm-hmm. That they have the whole concept of that in Austin period society there's just everything is talk. There's mm-hmm. a lot of gossip going on. I think are they actually called the gossips in the script? Is yeah. that the way it works? Okay. So they've got just a sundry other people. And I'm trying to remember what kind of glasses they were all wearing. They, they were, were colorful, like, like lemon John glasses. Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So With, good. Um, like, the colored lenses. Right. Just uh, totally anachronistic, but because, I don't, I don't know. It was just one where I felt like there weren't extra people on stage. Mm-hmm. They were all serving a purpose. Yeah. And they, I mean, they were turning around. They did such a nice job of turning around from playing their, like, given assigned part mm-hmm. to putting those glasses on and being, like, the town gossips yeah. that was like flawless. It was really good. <sighs> Definitely worth the cold. That yeah. was worth the cold. Worth the cold. We drove like over an hour to see yeah. it too. So <laughs> that was nice yeah. as well. Um, There's at least four in here that I drove like multiple hours. Did you really? <laughs> see? Yeah. So one that was in like northern Indiana, one that was in middle of nowhere, Kentucky. Other than this Oops. one, this year I was pretty local. Well, no, that's a lie. No, because I, I went I was to New York. York. <laughs> Oops. Um, I was in New York for one. So New York and this one, but other than that, local. Briefly, I'll just say I saw Finding Neverland in New York. I know people love that show. I don't get. I don't get it. Really? I don't like it. Hmm. I think the music is like fine. I think the story is, like, fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Um, I don't have, like, a grudge against it or anything. However, we saw a much better Peter Pan adaptation this year. Yes. Yeah. That was the first That was the first thing I saw that year. Really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was, what, I mean, when was it? I don't even it was, remember. It's on the front. It says January, February. January, It's the first thing February. that I've got in the wow. in my stack. Yeah. Not. It was... Um, the wonderful Peter and the Starcatchers, which I didn't, I didn't expect it to be that good after having read and loved the book. Honestly, like I just really appreciated the story, and then they, it, it was just so good. Yeah, I never read the book, so really? I went in and I never, I didn't know anything about it going in, which I like that. Um, most stuff I'm like aware of now, at least. So I love going into something with, like, no preconceived mm. notion of what I'm about to see. And the cast was so good. Yeah. This is one that, like, the plot kind of escapes me even now. <laughs> kind of the opposite of Sense and Sensibility. Right. But, like, the acting was so good. And I remember just, like, um, the ambiance being really beautiful, too, like... Oh, yeah. They did a really nice job making it The, the ship magical. on the stage was incredible. Yes. They really killed that with the, it's like a huge tarp gets pulled back and forth. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really beautiful. So you didn't feel disappointed, like, they didn't do a good job adapting? No. And, I mean, I just remember really appreciating the story. I didn't remember any, like, particular veering off the storyline or yeah. anything. It didn't bother me, but they were 
yeah, it was just so well done. And that's that's pretty rare for me to feel that way about a, a show where there's only one girl in the whole cast. Yeah, it takes a lot for me to yeah. get over that. <laughs> and they they really did it. First of yep. all, because of the girl playing Molly? That feels right. Yes. Yes. The girl playing Molly, and I'm going to double check my program <laughs> to make sure me and Shin are right about that. Um, <laughs> I have seen, I saw it again more recently. Okay, great. So yeah, Molly, and I believe that sounds, that sounds right. She did so good. Yeah. Uh, she was the might of seven women and that was great um and then to like I think there's like um I was never like a huge Peter Pan lover as a child yeah um I sort of in the animated version I think that Peter Pan is very creepy (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I was just like not that into it um, I, the main appeal for me was, like, Captain Hook, and it's, like, eh. Right. Um, but there's so many adaptations of the story, so it has to hold, like, some sort of nostalgia for someone. Right. <laughs> but I feel like, um, the big allure of this is, like, the Lost Boys more than it is the connection between, like, the Peter Pan character and the Wendy character, mm-hmm. the Molly character. Because when you think about Peter Pan, that is the, like, heartbreaking part. So they managed to take something that is really sad and turn it into just, like, a total romp and, like, very, very fun. Yeah. While, like, still leaving you with, like, a little twinge of heartbreak, which I think is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and I typically love, like, sad, like, if I'm going to go see a musical, <laughs> which this is, like, right on the borderline of not being a musical. Yeah. But I want it to be sad. That's just, like, a me thing. Um, but, yeah, I was not... I was not displeased. And it was really fun. It hit um, really, like, really highs and really lows of, yeah. like, <laughs> nonsense to, like, super serious. And also, like, really happy to really sad. Like, yes. it, it did the whole range, really. And I also think, um, at least the performance we saw of it just like utterly proves the point that if the cast is having fun the audience will have fun Mm -hmm. um the guy who played i can't think of the name the hook character the hook character black sash black sash Mm -hmm. like at some point i don't remember what was going on but he's like going through the treasure chest i think and he makes some sort of, like, sexual innuendo. So the audience laughs. But there's this little girl. She's, like, four or five. Do you remember this? In, yeah. like, the front row who got, like, caught up in everyone laughing around her. And did that thing that kids sometimes do where they laugh, like, kind of manically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> without, like, knowing what's going on. And it caught the actor so off guard that he just, like started playing just to that little girl for, like, four or five <laughs> yeah. minutes. And it was... That whole segment. Beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> and this is the kind of show where you can get away with something like that. Like, you can be very aware of the audience and, like, it not be bad. Right. It was adorable. Oh, man. This I was really this, good. This was one of the... Well, no, I don't know, few, but few professional ones that I saw this during this year it, and I don't know I think that's something I've kind of missed in the past not just the past year but before all of the things closed um getting to 
throw in a professional show every once in a while to remember, like, it's not that the community theaters are bad or less, but just, oh, yeah, that's what it can look like when Mm -hmm. you have a lot of money to throw at it. Um, Levels. I don't know. I just, so it's kind (laughs) of nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is, because I saw this one and then um, almost two years ago now, good grief, um, saw this again in Indiana, Mm. and it was still professional, but it was a much smaller venue, and it was equally amazing, just at a different level. It was, I don't know, I really appreciated that, that I didn't have, one was, like, way better than the other one. They were equally fabulous, and Mm. I would pit the Black Stashes against each other any day. (laughs) Amazing. Well, and that's the nice thing about the two that we picked as our favorites, which we were in 100% agreement on, which I feel like it's kind of rare. Um, because we just like different things in shows, I think, but, like, one was college, very low budget. Yeah. We were on, what was this? It was, like, not even a theater. It was, like, a concert hall. Yeah, because there was another event going on at the same time, wasn't there? Yeah, and so we were in the concert hall and, like... On stage, they had put up risers and chairs to mm-hmm. make a theater, like a thrust theater, yeah. kind of. So, like, <laughs> we weren't even in a real space. It was, yeah. like, a manufactured space. Yeah. And even then, like, 10 out of 10 productions. Okay. Both of them were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's see. a lot of bad this year. There was a lot of bad. Yeah. Um... Do you want to go first? I feel like we oh. didn't agree what our bads were. Well, we saw different bads. We did. Um, you go first. <laughs> gosh. I guess... I don't... Okay. There's a lot of bad, but then there was just some disappointing. Like... Mm. Um, I don't know, dude. Well, do you want to... You saw this, and I right, stayed we'll with Do you want to do this what? one? <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that, I guess. Um, you go first. What were you going to say? I was going to say... We have a diversity problem in Louisville, and because we have a diversity problem in Louisville, there are some shows that should not be done. Mm. Because if you can't cast it, don't do it. And this year, somebody tried to do one that was just... If you can't cast it, don't do it. We've seen that done, like, so many times where I appreciate the story, but if you can't tell it correctly, then what are you doing? Yeah, and I think, too, it's, like, the diversity problem is, like it is everywhere, is not that there's a lack of diversity in the city or a lack of talent in the city, diverse talent. It's, It's that the institutions are so um, ingrained. There are just very few diverse houses in the city. Hmm. And (laughs) what we kind of have is a segregation problem. That's a better word. Um, Good good point. It's a sucky word. Yeah. That sucks. But I think, like, I mean, we've heard people trying to talk about how to fix it Mm -hmm. for years and like been in those conversations so I don't know um but yeah the I did not see this show um yeah it was it was just really 
I think disappointing is a better word, where I, I love the story and um, it can be done really well. Haven't seen it on a stage, but um, I don't know, just either, either figure out a better way to collaborate with multiple groups or whatever so that you can make fill out your cast correctly <laughs> or pick something else like yeah. there's so many shows so um also the dance number just oof, there was one that i just wanted to sink into my chair and die it was bad so that can was i see rough. hold the hold the program up oh yeah well oh, where are you mm. Just, I just mm. wanted to, there were some that were fine mm -hmm. and there were some where it was really obvious who they'd cast why because of dance ability and not anything else. <laughs> um, but when you don't believe the core romance of this, it's ugly. Yeah. And I didn't believe the core romance of this because that's all you've got to go on. So it's, um, it's essentially the thing that I say about Romeo and Juliet all of the time. Yes. If you are actively rooting for them to die. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you're I'm just like, waiting for the gun. Let's I'm go. Just waiting for the gun to come out, and uh, it did, and that was a lovely time for everyone. Yeah. So that was my, I would say, one of the more disappointing ones in this year. Yeah, well, and that sucks because the story is really beautiful. The music is really yes. beautiful. Yes. Yeah, that sucks. Um, okay, for me, if we're going on disappointing, sure. Um, we can do bad in a minute. <laughs> for me. Uh, I saw a professional production of Macbeth this year, mm -hmm. as I do most years. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, first of all, I want to say, um, this was the first show that I saw after my grandparents died. Mm. So, um, you know, a show about murder probably wasn't my my most wise decision could have could have picked something a little bit happier <laughs> but um someone took me to this show and i'm very grateful because it was like the first time i left my house um so that was really nice uh it was the bloodiest production <laughs> of a show that i've ever seen in my life hmm. um i have talked to so many people about this in the years following I, I didn't get it, the, like, interpretation. Like, I knew I knew what we were trying to do, which was, like, kind of, like, apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. um, Seems to be a theme with that show. It does. I, it really does. Um, but I just... I don't think that the acting styles matched the setting... Hmm. They seemed to be, like, um, not in harmony. And then, <laughs> I have only ever walked out of a production once in my life. It was not this. Um, but at intermission, I've only ever left a production once. And, but I know so many people who left this show at intermission. Really? Yes. And I will tell you who they are after <laughs> You will be surprised. Yikes. I know so many people who left after this intermission. And I, that really sucks because, in my opinion, Macbeth is the best Shakespeare piece. Yeah. And there's just so much to be done with it. So, yeah, I was just disappointed in, in the vibe 
I was really disappointed in the women cast in their parts. Mm. Um, it felt a little bit... It's so easy to make the women of Shakespeare one-dimensional because he is begging you to do it the whole... I mean, Shakespeare's writing is begging you to make them yeah. mean or in love or stupid or sassy. Like, that's what he's begging you to do. Um, and I just didn't feel like there was a lot of rising above. And I thought the blood was gratuitous. Mm. Um, and I'm not like... I don't care about gore or like whatever that doesn't bother me. I was just yeah. like... I felt like we were relying on like <laughs> that to make me afraid of oh, yeah, this yeah. person. Um, and there's already so much blood imagery happening with the words that I felt like it almost took away from the language to constantly be just like dousing people in the blood. I don't know. Yeah. Disappointed. I didn't get Bummer. it. I'm sure that there were people for whom they were like, that was awesome. That was disgusting. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I mean, different audience. I, there's a reason I never went to see Titus. Like, it's just. Yeah. No, thanks. Not for me. <laughs> Understandable. Yep. But for I'll Titus, it really makes so one. much more sense. <laughs> Titus is disgusting as yeah. a show. So yeah. it's like, no. let it be disgusting. I don't feel like Macbeth is particularly disgusting. Yeah. I'm trying really hard for my bad to separate my emotions from the experience of the show. <laughs> it's not going well. Because I've got three I'm in here where I have strong that. feelings about cast members, where I'm trying to be like, it's not about oh yeah, it's not about the person, it's about the show. Tough year for you. <laughs> A little bit. My own mistakes. Oh, well, um, look, ha and haven't we all made mis them? Mistakes. Um, mistakes were made. Yes, yes. Do you want me to go? I made you go with disappointing first. I can go with you bad do, first. You and do my bad emotions first. are 100% tied to it. <laughs> I have no qualms. <laughs> That's fair. Um, for me, it's threefold for this show. I'm just going to say it. Okay. It's freaking Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, part one, I don't like this show. Just like on a base level of... Do I find the story interesting? No, I do not. Um, number two. I was bullied. <laughs> the yeah. Entire yeah. Time. That's, that's the right word. Um, I was stage managing the show and I was bullied from jump. It was awful. And the thing about doing kid shows, most places, is that... For an adult, I've been bullied in adult shows. Like, I've been bullied mm -hmm. <laughs> in professional and, and pre-professional theater and community theater. I've had bad times. Um, I've had great times. I've had terrible times. Yep. But the difference when you are doing something with children is that it's the whole freaking semester. So with adults, maybe I'm bullied for, like, a month. And it's like, okay, peace, I'm out. Yeah. Um... For this, it was like it started in December and it did not end till freaking May. <laughs> Just went on and on and yes. on. And I was taking body blows. Um, so that's that's my two. And then my three um, is just that there, the, there were too many people. There were too many voices in the, like, creative team. Mm. So that's a problem always. 
Um, and that's like no one person's problem. It was just like the first year that we were trying some stuff that was new and we weren't exactly sure what the footing of that was. But like to compliment that, we also overcast the show. There were too many there bodies. So many people. Too many bodies on stage. Um, also, my aunt's dog started as Toto, and it was the most traumatic experience of that dog's it's a bit life. Of a mistake. I swear to you, um, like the sound of people dancing still gives that dog like PTSD. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, it was bad for me in three ways. Um, <laughs> it's all in threes. Yeah, and I, like, never had a strong feeling, like I said, about Wizard of Oz before this because, like I said, I, the story does nothing for me. Mm-hmm. It's not like I heard it and I was mad. It's just, like, I don't care. But now I'm mad. Like, when, and when I hear the song, Somewhere I'm with mad. the rainbow, no! Yes. Well, no. and every song in Wizard of Oz is a freaking earworm. It's like, true. you, I was haunted by this show for ever after yeah. like it's constantly if you're not doing like the jitterbug in your head it's oh, we represent the constant constant so uh yeah i'm flipping this program i don't even yeah, look it's, at it. it's gone <laughs> it's over um yikes but i could not tell you i'm sure and i actually think i mean i don't know for sure because you were trying to be all objective, and I can't. Ugh. I think the show itself was probably fine. It was fine. Okay. Yeah, overall it was fine. It looked like too many children on that stage. Mm-hmm. That was actually stressful. Like, how are they keeping all of them back there? Are they okay? We, are no. they crammed in boxes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what, what it was. Yes. Um, so that was a little stressful from the audience but no overall it was it was a totally fine show and probably only more so for you because you knew what the backstage looked like and that there was not space for that there was not um we so this was i had i built macgyver um hold on i'm counting a fifth dressing room in the back hallway. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So, what? yeah, because there were too many kids. So, oh. you remember when you went down that hallway on the left, there were three yeah. dressing rooms, and they were all kind of small. Yeah. And then the big one that also served as, like, a green room on the right. Yes. Okay, so all of those were completely full, and there were several entrances that happened from the back of the theater, like, up the aisle. Mm-hmm. So, I took extra pipe and drape. Oh gosh, I do remember that. Yeah. And yeah. put it like in the hallway back there. Yep. That was terrible. Yeah. And there were like five, six, seven girls in that dressing room. Oh yeah. That's definitely where tween girls should be hanging out by <laughs> yeah. themselves. Super dumb. Um, Yikes. but like had to be done because yeah. there was no, the, like that's literally insane. there was nowhere for the bodies. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Yuck. Bad times. Just keeping track of all of those people was a nightmare. And then I feel like, and this is a recovered memory, so I could be like a little shaky about it, but as we're talking about this, you know that there was like a built out on the stage. Mm. I feel like at one point we were worried about it collapsing. Yes. And so we ended up like re-blocking something so that not that many people were on the built out. Yeah, that's that seems reasonable. I believe that. So yeah. 
So didn't they build that out for Music Man? That was before my time, really. Yeah, they built that out for Music Man because there was too many people on the stage. All right, I'll just do the... I saw the same show twice in this year. One of them I was stage managing and one of them I just wanted to go see. And same thing, I just got so sick of that music, I wanted to stop. Another show full of earworms? <sighs> so many. And it... <sighs> They're similar to Romeo and Juliet, except in this case, the couple doesn't die, but you want them to anyway. I have never um, thought that the romance of that show it's existed. Not good. It's not good. It, it doesn't, yeah, there isn't one. It's yeah. just weird and kind of creepy. And in this case, even more creepy because of who was cast as who. And sure. I, there's at least three shows in here that I want to say were problematic strictly because of the age gap between people. Mm. There's one in this list where I had to watch a 25-year-old kiss an 18-year-old and I just couldn't handle it. She's like, I think she was 18. We hope. We hope she was 18. Um, yeah, it was bad. That was much more restrained than I thought you would be. Great job. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I feel like um, for this particular show... It's, like, one of the relationships is, like, emotionally abusive. Yeah. Like, both parties involved. True. (laughs) And then the other relationship is just, like, completely manipulative. Like, there's no... Yeah. Um... And then it's, like... And this is a lot of old musicals, so... But it's just, like, oh, now we're in love. Yeah. And there's I, nothing, nothing there. And I think that's part of the reason that I love a sad musical. Yeah. Because, well, one, typically, if there is a romance, you, you kind of start off, like, already in the romance so that we have, like, a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Or two, like, you just don't get that moment that happens in a lot of like especially old school happy musicals where it's like the the flip switch moment where like the whole time these people have been like not being kind to each other mm. there's been no like softness in the relationship and then all of a sudden it's like boom you say one thing that, like, kind of hints to maybe that you're not the worst person on the planet and now I'm in love with you. It's very confusing to me. And I think that most of the time... This happens in movies, too, like, rom-coms, whatever, but you don't have the tricks of editing to help the viewer feel more in love with the relationship. And so, like... Especially with the giant age gap that was in one of the shows, there was no chemistry between those two people. Yep. So it's like, I can buy the antagonistic, like, we're bantery, mm-hmm. bickery couple thing. Yeah. If there is, like, genuine chemistry, and if there's, like, you can build in those really nice moments of, like, um, oh, I was teasing. Yeah. But, oh, I hurt her feelings. Yeah. And especially with a, I mean, a musical, there's Mm -hmm. not 
all of the emotion happens in the songs in that one yeah. specifically. Um, there, there really are very few emotional moments that have no music behind them. And it's hard, like, for sure, it's hard to learn how to... I think, I think a lot of times we rely on the dynamics of a song to tell us how to act the song. Hmm. And it's hard to teach people how to let, like, two things be true at the same time. Uh, to let the dynamics influence how you sing the song, obviously. Yeah. But then to also act through the dynamic. And it's like, sometimes it's easier to fall back on, like, a facial expression and some big musical dynamics. Yeah. And not really have to act through. Especially when you're a, barely an adult playing across a 40-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't have a feeling right. for this person. And I would prefer not to. So It'd be great. <laughs> Thank you gonna, very much. I'm going to sing my song. I'm going to do my dance. <laughs> and Yikes. I'm going I'm to bounce. Yikes. Here's the thing. Because I feel like we talked about this a while ago, but I was about to direct Pride and Prejudice this summer Mm. when I did not. But that's a lot of Pride and Prejudice. It's like, we're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting. Mm -hmm. Will you marry me? What are you talking about? Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. No, this time for real. (laughs) Yes. No, but like, yes. Okay. That's my synopsis. Yeah. Um, Oh, wait, no. Sorry. I did something really nice for your sister. Will you marry me? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, which, like, honestly, I love my sister, too. I get it. But, um, I had spent the majority of my planning time thinking about Pride and Prejudice, about how to, like, make it really clear that these were people who were equals. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the big draw. Like, everyone's always, like, Oh my god, Darcy, like, he's so hot. He's so nice. Mm. We love him. We're not good enough for him. And she's like, no, he's not good enough for me. Like, yeah. let's be clear. Um, but he is. It just takes some, He just takes some warming up because he's super emo and awkward. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just want to, like, I mean, he's never had to try. Yeah. Because he's, like, hot and nice or whatever. Yes. So it's like, I my whole pre-planning was, like, thinking about these scenes where they could like be seeing each other and then fight the way that they were really feeling and I feel like that happens a lot in early days of like liking someone and you're not sure if they like you it's like you watch them Mm. from like a distance and you're very aware of their presence in a room and so like when they do things that are very in their character that are things that you like about them, they're not performing it for you. Yeah. And that's where you secretly are like, oh, he's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> he's so hot. Right. Over there. Stay over there. No, why are you coming to talk yeah, to me? Yeah, like, but if you come and talk to me and try try to perform that to me, right. I'm not going to respond. So I think that, like, I don't know, I was just trying to, like, think of that. And I think it's hard to do in a musical because the beats are so... 
the, and why I struggle to direct musicals sometimes because the beats are so pre-planned and pre-outlined mm-hmm. for you. The music is going to start like where the music starts. Yep. And there's nothing you can do about that. So you have such a constriction to work in that it's like difficult. Yeah. And I think I don't know. I'm trying to think of a musical that like does it well. And I hate myself for using this as an example, but I feel like one of the only ones that does it nicely is Hamilton, but a big part of that is because they go back and retell it. Hmm. Like, you watch... You get a second chance to look at the same space. Yep. You watch the happy, happy happen, Mm -hmm. and then they're like, but here's what was really going on, and all the... um, emotional subtext is revealed to you through song. Yep. Purposefully. (laughs) So, like... It's like they're acknowledging the fact that this is difficult to do mm -hmm. without just saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are other examples, like, people are gonna come for me and be like, the last five years does exactly... (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. But I don't know. That's just a me thing. Um, do you want to do the one that is like <laughs> completely average to you? You know strong feelings about? <laughs> uh, I don't know that there is one in here. I think for me, it might be this one. Or we could just say the the best moment that you remember from any of these things, the well, most the memorable, b- visual, or something. Because I've mm. I've got a really good one. Oh, okay, then you go first. My favorite was there was a character who rode a tricycle in one of these. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did I the, see that? Mm-mm, the theater that's now closed, and it's very sad. That sucks. Yeah. I oh, rode a tricycle the whole time. That it was beautiful. sucks. Yeah. Hmm. Made me really happy. Okay. Um. Well, okay. <laughs> My favorite visual is from... The one that I I did myself. That's fair. Um, I did myself. And it's because I I did it. Um, But, and I'll just shout these people out. So my favorite moment of Father of the Bride, and I'm sorry, it doesn't involve you or my brother. That's totally fair. Um, It's when (laughs) the dad is by himself in the living room right before the wedding, and the brother's girlfriend comes in, Mm -hmm. and she's crying hysterically. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, and then he says, like, you look nice or something, and she completely snaps out of it. And she's I like, remember that. that is my favorite moment. Oh my gosh. And it was because I asked the girl who was playing the girlfriend, really cute, I was like, hey, because <laughs> she was doing this, like, very over the top cry thing. And then she would stop and say thank you, but it just wasn't, like, abrupt enough to be, like, it was, it was, not abrupt enough to be funny. Yeah. And it was too abrupt to be natural. Yeah. So I was like, you got to pick a side <laughs> and I don't care, but like pick. And as soon as I told her that she started hamming it up every night, That's like more insane. and more, it was just like one of my favorite things that I've ever watched. That's so good. Um, or that I've ever made happen. So that was really nice. I will also say, um, 
Dude. I did Elf that winter, too. You did. I forgot about that. Yep. You also don't have a program for that one. I don't. <laughs> I do. Um, things I things I did myself, I, like, really forgot the programs for. You were a little busy. I was busy. Um, yeah. That was my favorite moment. Cute. Do you have a word? I say variety. Variety is good. There's a really good variety in there. Austin to, sh- uh, to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> And back around the galaxy. Um, I think for me, I'll do two. At the time, like, the word I would have used at the end of the year would have been, like, loss for Mm -hmm. sure. But now, like, I'm looking at all of these, and it was, like, a year of a lot of creativity. Mm, Yeah. So I I think that's the word I would use. I got to do a lot of cool things that year. Man. All right. Somebody tell us what year to do next. Yeah. Um, I guess we should start with a year I lived here. Um, <laughs> so since this is very a, a local conversation so I guess 2008 and beyond yep um and not 2020 because I've only seen like yeah that two count. or that three shows in 2020 and do you know I realized going through these stupid programs today what that the last like live production I saw was freaking Miss Saigon and I hate that musical hilarious <laughs> I was so mad I texted the person I went with I was like is this real like is this the last thing because I saw Amazing. it Amazing. and it 100% that's the last thing you real. get to do wow super okay. mad about it um but you guys can tell us what show you want to see you can email it to us what show you want to see we all want to see shows I'm sorry so badly what year of shows you want us to talk about you can Email that to us at uncertaintheater at gmail.com. It's U-N-C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-H-E-A-T-R-E at gmail.com. Usually you nod at me. Was that not right? That sounded right to me. Okay, great. <laughs> sounded right. <laughs> or you can uh, call or leave us a text message at 502-627-0296. All right. Okay. Did it. We did it. Goodbye. Bye.